This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening. You are with Lee Chui Lin and Sharmila Ganesan. Tonight, how do you solve a problem like touch and go? The PM has said that the government will be reviewing the monopoly due to a lack of significant development over the last 20 years. So we'll be speaking to Bukit Gasing Adun, Rajiv Rishakaran, about the considerations here. And then we are asking you, what have been your experiences with Touch and Go? And what improvements do you want to see? You can call 7733-2900, tweet us at BFM Radio and send a voice note or WhatsApp at our U-Mobile number 018-789-8899. This is Inside Story. It is 6.08. So, um, we have talked about Touch and Go off and on now for, uh, I want to say, as long as we've been doing the show. And every time there is pretty... What am I trying to say? Robust? <laughs> is, is robust a fair way of putting it? It's robust, a polite way of putting it. Yeah, robust feedback uh, that comes through through the course of the show. And now we're talking about it again because yesterday the Prime Minister, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim, said that the government will be reviewing the Touch and Go monopoly. And he said that this is because Touch and Go has not displayed significant development despite nearly two decades in operation. Um, this was said at the Youth Empowerment Fair 2023 held yesterday, which also saw the launch of the Malaysia Madani theme song, which we spoke about earlier. So he's by no means the first um, to point out these issues. Um, there have been a number of complaints about um, touch and go, particularly when it comes to it being, um, well, pretty much a monopoly when it comes to um, the system, right? So uh, FOMCA, for instance, had slammed the Malaysia Competition Commission previously for failing to end Touch and Go's uh, monopolistic behaviour. Um, uh, meanwhile, uh, then MyCC released a statement that once the multi-lane free flow toll system is implemented, that users of the highways will be able to use any digital mode of payment. Now, uh, that actually comes from a statement that was made by our previous Minister of Works, Datuk Sri Fadila Yusof, um, who announced in January 2022 that the public will soon be able to use any form of digital payment and not just touch and go. Um, and this is something they're aiming to do by 2025. Um, however, he did say that this would depend on whether RFID penetration reaches a satisfactory rate and whether highway con concessionaires were ready to line up with these on additional online payment providers. Let's talk a little bit about the use of touch and go though, because we're speaking about it very much right now in the context of highways, which makes sense. Uh, that is its original purpose. And in fact, uh, it is estimated that there are more than 20 million touch-and-go cards in circulation, close to 91% of transactions being done on the 31 highways in the country. So clearly, it's it's a high, um, it, it's a significant chunk of what touch-and-go does. But the last time we did the show, I, I just want to be sensitive to the fact that quite a number of people wrote in to say, well, I don't actually use it anymore for the highways. I, I have my RFID for that or I'm using different things for that. But when I go into some parkings, for instance, it is still the only option that exists uh, for how to get in and out. And this, I think, is getting only more true as increasingly people transition away uh, or transition towards cashless parking. So 
people talk about that. Uh, people also talk quite a bit about using public transport and how reliant we are right now on our Touch and Go card for that. And so when we discuss how Touch and Go is used in the country, it, it's worth, I think, looking at it through these perspectives as well. And actually bringing up all those multiple types of use then highlights even more starkly why um, when you have a company that essentially monopolizes the field um, and when then it's perceived that improvements are not being made because there's no incentive to get better, um, how much it impacts the way people use these services in different ways because um, there are complaints about um, how difficult it is to top up, for instance. Um, there's complaints about customer service. And it's not just about the card not working at tolls. Well, there's complaints right now also about being able to get the new cards or, or yes, obtain cards yes. with you know the, the latest technology. So we're talking today about the PM saying that the government plans to review the touch-and-go monopoly due to a lack of significant development in services over its almost two decades. And we're asking you for your experiences with touch-and-go as well as improvements that you would like to see. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we're going to be joined by Raju Vishakaran, Aduna Bukit Gassing and somebody who advocates and discusses public transport pretty often. So keep it here on Inside Story, BFM 89.9. Bunkus for Makan, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.14 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. We're talking today about touch and go because the PM has said that the government will be looking to review uh, their monopoly and their services. And we have been asking you for your experiences with Touch and Go. What have they been like? Uh, what improvements would you like to see here? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can also send a voice note to 018-789-8899. Drop us a WhatsApp there and tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is somebody who speaks pretty often about transportation um, and that is Rajiv Rishikaran Adun of Bukit Gassing. Rajiv, as always, a pleasure to have you with us. Hi, thanks for having me back. So what do you make of this development of the government saying that they will be reviewing uh, Touch & Go's monopoly? I think it's high time. Uh, I've been waiting for this event for years. So it's, it's time we have more options for bus fares, for train fares, uh, and for toll payment. And we shouldn't have to rely on one card, Touch & Go. So what can you tell us about how and why Touch & Go came to be the only payment provider for tolls in the first place? I think it's just a legacy issue. Um, we started off with having a few different payment cards uh, many, many, many years ago. Uh, different highways had their own uh, smart tags and their own uh, electronic payment cards. And then the government consolidated it all into one card. I think that at the time was what was needed for people to have uh, one easy way to pay for everything, uh, one card to pay for all. But I think technology has matured enough. Uh, from the one card, uh, you can have multiple players with the one system. Uh, for example, with the card, we all can have many different banks playing in the same credit card space and every credit card works in every credit card terminal. So we, we all don't have to use credit cards from one bank. Uh, we can use credit cards from across many banks. And, this, and likewise, we should be able to do the same with touch and go. Uh, it should still be, uh, every card should work across every every platform, uh, but it should be a case where not only one person provides a card. 
And so there are some challenges with touch and go. Uh, for example, your reloading costs 50 cents in most places. Now, there are some places where there's no fee for reloading, but in a lot of places, you have to pay 50 cents to reload. Maybe, just maybe there's competition in this place. In this space, there will not be 50 cents charged to reload. Uh, reloading could be more convenient. Uh, more options could be made available for reloading uh, than what we have right now. Uh, and, and maybe we can just use our credit and debit cards uh, to pay for bus fare and to pay for toll uh, the same way we pay for parking. Now, as you see a lot of parking uh, complexes in KL, they, they in the same machine, they will accept touch and go credit card and debit cards. And, and that could be the same thing that could be done for our public transport and our highways. So... Um, I think that we're going to call Rajiv um, because the, the sound isn't really working out for us at the moment. So we're going to give Rajiv a call. Um, in the meantime, though, we are asking you, what have your experiences been with Touch and & Go and what improvements would you like to see? Uh, you can also give us a call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, so we do have a number of messages that have already been coming through. Let's see. Um, okay, Ralph says, uh, Touch and Go is a monopoly. We should be open to new innovation. Gantry, less tolls, please, so to smoothen the flow. Um, the implementation of a number of these systems happened at a time when technology wasn't nearly as expansive as it is now. And I think that there are multiple options that are open. Um, whether or not you think touch and go needs to improve its service. I think we can all agree that we should be moving ahead with the times. Uh, meanwhile, we also have um, Bernard who says touch and go should refund all fines collected from users that enter with RFID and exit with smart tag. Users should not be inconvenienced by poor implementation. Oh, um, I mean, I'm not sure about um, refunding the, well, no, refunding the fine when it's not your fault. Yes. Yes. However, um, I think the point that you're making about poor implementation is the one that we uh, that is more interesting to me because uh, something like RFID on paper, great idea. But the number of complaints we've been hearing about implementation and how difficult people have been finding uh, to, you know, multiple times trying at tolls and so on, um, I think that's a really fair fair remark. Just a quick mention that, uh, that I, I missed out earlier at the start of the show. We did actually reach out to Touch and Go to let them know that we would be running this piece today and to ask them for comment. Um, so hopefully we, we get them back on the air soon to answer some of these questions directly because I think that that would allow perhaps a more fruitful back and forth conversation so fingers crossed that we get them on air soon but we did reach out to them today and we did hear back we just couldn't work out uh, the timing now to go back to the messages we have this from B in reference to what we were saying earlier which was the fact that it's not all not all highways and tolls, right? B says, I've got to say my piece. Don't force me to use it in car park malls. I want options. I boycott the malls who force me to use touch and go. Oh, B, you're not the only person I know who's made this decision. Um, I know many others who are who are quite averse to this notion uh, that they need to be locked in, into uh, paying only in a certain way in car park malls. Uh, and I think that that also came from the fact that in the past there were surcharges. Increasingly, we seem to be doing away with that, mm. but it's not even. I think it comes down to the fact that implementation-wise, it's not even depending on which place you're going into. Sometimes you're going to need a minimum amount. Other times you're going to get that 10% charge and so because of that and because of a lack of understanding of 
when you're going to get what, I think that that can sometimes stand in the way of people feeling like like they can do this. Yeah, and I think there is a certain amount of, um, what's the word, not... I think when when a system hasn't worked for you or has failed numerous times or ends up letting you down, you grow more and more reluctant to engage with it more than you have to. Um, and in some cases, as you said, a lot of people, a lot of places have actually done away with the surcharges. And yet I think people just have negative impressions of the service overall. So... We are going to continue our conversation, hopefully, with Raji Fishakaran shortly. We're having a little bit of difficulty getting him back on the line. Um, but we're also asking you, what have your experiences been with Touch & Go? Uh, what improvements would you like to see here? This is coming as the Prime Minister, Natuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim, said that the government is looking to review the Touch & Go monopoly on the basis that there hasn't been enough significant development despite their, their decades in operation. So, so if you want to weigh in, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Beyond frivolous matters, BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. BFM 89.9. We have back on the line with us our guest, Rajiv Rishikaran, Bukit Gasing Adun. Rajiv, hi. Yes. Um, thank you so hi. much for it's taking the call. Now. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so right. where we left off earlier, you were talking about some of the issues that show up uh, with yes. Touch and Go. But what do you think are going to be the main benefits of allowing other forms of toll payment? I think it's first of all going to make it a lot more convenient for people. Uh, different people may have different preferences. Uh, let's see if there are fewer options. Uh, people, Some people may prefer to stick to touch and go. Uh, some people may prefer to switch to, say, a debit card or a credit card. Um, I think myself, I will never use the touch and go card again. If this was an option, I'll just use my credit card at every, at every public transport ride I take and at every toll booth uh, I use. Uh, and so it, it will make life more convenient for people. Touch and Go will step up their game. Uh, it will make reloads more convenient. It may make reloads cheaper. And uh, these companies are holding a lot of cash. You know, every time we reload our prepaid cards, uh, they are holding 10 ringgit, 50 ringgit, or some for some people, maybe 200 ringgit at a time. Uh, they, they, that, that cash has some value to the company, and maybe they can offer back rebates to us. Uh, Touch and Go also charges... Uh, a premium, uh, a percentage to the car park operators, to the toll gate operators for their service. Now, if there are multiple players, uh, these operators have an option. And if Touch and Go is too expensive, they could opt for other platforms. Uh, this drives down uh, prices and maybe the surcharges that we see all over the place, you know, the 10% extra to pay parking with Touch and Go will be the thing of the past if there's more competition introduced. So, what If we look at toll collection specifically, what do you think would be the ideal payment system to implement? I think the current, uh, if, if we'd be talking about uh, low-hanging fruit, uh, allowing the credit and debit cards to be used, uh, just like we've seen in the parking complexes. But in the long run, it should be a free-flow toll collection system. We shouldn't have to line up at toll booths. And, and in fact, a lot of toll booths cause traffic jams because of the way the gantries operate. So that, that should be a thing of the past. Uh, but that, is, that involves a huge overhaul in infrastructure. Uh, so that, 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 that I understand. If the government embarks on that, it will take a few years to implement and it will incur a lot of costs. 
but that should be the, the path forward. Uh, we shouldn't have traffic slowdown at toll booths at any time. Uh, just down south, Singapore has implemented uh, something like this for, for many years already. The cars just pass by the gantries and uh, money gets deducted from their from their wallets, uh, their, their purse, their, their electronic purse. So the same thing could happen for us. Uh, the technology clearly exists out there in the world. Uh, it's a matter of implementing it. So if you talk about the short term, the low-hanging fruit, we could implement uh, multiple card payments at the same infrastructure. But in the long term, we, we should move towards this, this kind of payment system. The RFID uh, has been has rolled out for quite some time now, but we still see most places just having one lane or maybe even two lanes. Uh, it should be across all lanes to help speed up uh, the movement of traffic through it. And another thing that maybe more, more competition can introduce is uh, better performing products. Um, uh, the amount of times our RFID gets stuck is, is quite a lot. And you see cars reversing all the time, be- reversing back and forth at toll booths because the, the tag doesn't get detected. And uh, surely we can have better quality products if there are more competition in the market. How far away are we from Singapore? I mean, uh, not physically, of course. <laughs> That's a factual answer. But, um, you know, in terms of time, how far away are we? I think this can be done in a few years if the government decides to embark on it. Um, I, I think that there needs to be some willpower to to sit down with all the operators, all the stakeholders to to hammer out how this will be paid for uh, in pushing it forward, but it can be done. Now, the government has done it in the past. The government has forced everyone to adopt touch and go in the past, and the government has forced everyone to embark on RFID more recently. So uh, I think it's fine. Uh, and, I, and I hope that our members of parliament could push you know, this through uh, in, in the months to come, and, and hopefully we'll see some announcement of, of when this can happen. I, I would look forward to that because I, I, I've experienced so many toll booths being the cause of traffic jam. That as soon as you pass by the toll booth, then traffic is clear. So all these concerns being brought up about a monopoly and calls for it to be uh, loosened, um, uh-huh. as you've pointed out, we are, however, seeing options like paying for parking with debit and credit cards and so on. Yeah. Um, will yeah. we naturally see an opening up? Is this going to become a norm even outside of just parking, for instance, tolls, no. uh, public yeah. transport? Okay, so the, the difference is in the parking space, it's private operators. Uh, different buildings are owned by different people. It was, different incentives to make life easier for consumers. Uh, where Touch & Go has their strong monopoly is because of toll booth payments as well as on public transport. So the day I can use other payment options to write the LRT, as I can use my credit card to write the LRT as I can in many other countries in the world, I think that's when the game changer comes in. Uh, so now it is in the government domain uh, when you talk about uh, public transport payment, and it's also in the government's domain when you talk about uh, pushing down the change for the, all the highway operators to enable this other form of payment systems where clearly the technology exists. If you can do it in parking uh, lots, so you can do it in mid-valley parking, and you can do it in a number of other parking lots, you can also do it at our toll and our, our buses and our trains. Rajiv, thanks so much for speaking with us today. All right. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. That was Rajiv Rishikaran, Adun of Bukit Gasing, weighing in on the question of touch and go. And 
the fact that the government has said that they're going to be reviewing the monopoly based on the, the their services and the lack of significant development in the time they've been in operation. So we've been asking a pretty straightforward question. What have been your experiences with Touch & Go? What improvements are most needed here? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note to 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Behold Freedom. Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 6.38 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. Welcome to our Touch and Go extravaganza. Touch and Go talk back extravaganza, rather. Um, because we're taking the opportunity to relook at Touch and Go, much like the Prime Minister, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim, is, uh, as he's announced that the government will, in fact, be reviewing the Touch and Go monopoly based on the fact that they have not displayed significant development in the time that they've been in operation. And uh, today's conversation is really running the gamut in terms of highways, tolls, but also the issue of parking, of surcharges, of reloading. So all in all, we are asking you, what have been your experiences with Touch and Go? What improvements would you like to see? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note to zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. It is the same number also if you'd like to drop us a WhatsApp, and you can tweet us at BFM Radio. So, if we head over to the messages, there are so many coming in, uh, but also a fair number of voice notes. Let's start with this one that came in earlier from Richard. Hi BFM, good evening. Um, this is the topic on the touch and go. To be frank, um, decades ago, it was very impressive. In fact, my Chinese friends uh, used to tell me that they were so impressed that we were so advanced. But decades later, we were still at it. Whereas in China now, they are so much more advanced than us. They make us look like third world country again. And this is very sad. And it is not because we cannot do it, it's because of monopoly. We have to break all this monopoly system. Thank you. Richard, thank you for that. I think that you, you're speaking a lot of truth there, particularly when you have the benefit of hindsight. Uh, at this point, whether Sharmila likes it or not, I'm going to reveal something about her, which is that she recently went to Singapore and has come back full of <laughs> praise, full of praise for Singapore and transportation. Tell us. Well, I was going to bring it up anyway, um, particularly because, and, and I think it's important, and I'm glad uh, Richard, as well as a number of others, are bringing up other countries. Um, Singapore, and then and a while back after the lockdowns, I was in London as well. So many cities around the world now allow you to just use your credit card or your debit card on uh, public transport, on buses. Um, and, you know, the ease of not having to, in London's case, get that Oyster card that you have to top up. Yes. Or in Singapore, get the MRT, like preloaded. And then you're stuck with balance that you may or may not use. You don't know how many days to get. All of that is gone. And all of my praise is essentially, of course, it's a larger public transport issue. But just the not having to worry about payment each time I took the MRT or the bus, I was so impressed. And it is clearly something that was born of the pandemic because it made traveling easier. You don't have to handle cash. Why are we, why are we seemingly so far away from this? Well, I... 
I agree with that. I mean, I think that it obviously it's a lot simpler to not have to figure out a new transportation system every time you're in a new, not just country, but subsequently when you're traveling around said country, it doesn't apply to Singapore, but other countries that have different cities. Um, you know, when, when you're traveling around the country and having to figure out in each new city what card you require to get on mm. the bus, on the train, what have you. Um, I did, I am generally not, pro-plastic. I'm generally not pro-accumulation. I do like getting the cards when I'm traveling though. I get what you mean. It is a uh it is a nice one. I just think for me, the mental load of not having to figure out each new system, um, I, I'm willing to perhaps give that up. I want it just to want it, you know? I want yeah, it just to yeah. have it. It's not necessarily because it's easier to use. We well, have... If it helps, you can still choose to buy them. It's not a, you know, it's not a requirement that you have to use your own cash card. I mean, you get it, you reload $2 and then you keep it forever. <laughs> yeah, just as a souvenir. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we have, let's see... Alvin, who made the same point or similar point as uh, Richard saying, you know, from what I was informed, the tech uh, that has been in Singapore and Australia has been available in Malaysia for many years. But because of the monopoly, we're still stuck with toll gates, which then cause massive jams. RFID seems like a good idea, but only having one in each toll makes it useless. Uh, it too causes jams. I hope that there's a really strong approach um, with this monopoly. We are using 20-year-old tech. 20 years ago, this was new. In tech years, that's like 200 years maybe. This is the thing, right? Um, and and when when you don't have competition that pushes uh, for development, for innovation, um, yeah, it often starts seeming like we are lagging behind, when, especially when you can see these developments happening in other countries. Speaking of uh, what we've been discussing, James specifically says, I think it's a good move, especially for tourism when it comes to public transportation. Allowing tourists to pay using credit and debit cards for LRT and buses will definitely provide better convenience. So um, we already spoke about this. Um, I agree with it. I did want to ask you something else though, Sharmila, which is, did you ever consider the question of uh, security, of data security was that ever a concern for you when you were tapping your your credit cards or debit cards the Sharmila of three years ago definitely um, and there was a moment uh, in London when I got charged an amount I didn't expect um, that I sort of panicked and thought oh my god like I, I shouldn't have done this but Nola I think in the end um, the convenience of it and I think the fact that in the last four or five years we've steadily moved towards just increasingly using digital for so many payments, I think it's been an incremental acceptance of it. I'm not saying everybody needs to be okay with it. And I do think that security is a huge part of how this has to work. But no, for me, I didn't um, worry inordinately about it. I, I think that this is always the conversation between convenience and security. Mm. Um, and for me right now, having not experienced the convenience, it is very easy, therefore, for me to question the security. But like you, I think that in the moment when you are able to just tap in, tap out, it would make such a big difference that you'd be like, they've probably got it. We've also got another voice note that came in. This is uh, Aslan. I don't think that opening up the market to other competitors uh, for a chance would be the most efficient way to do. Partly because um, we all are using Touch and Go anyways. Uh, it's uh, the dominant player in uh, in the in the market, right? But I think um, what the government can do is to either incentivize or even penalize touch and go for not creating as much 
um, new innovations or um, improving their structures um, um, within a certain period of time. Um, there, sh there should be a, a goal and a target for these companies um, to reach um, since they're using the public road, right? Which is, um, you know, pretty much the government is governing. Aslan, thank you for that. So, so when we talk about breaking the monopoly, I think the natural impulse, and this was something I was thinking about as well, is to talk about having other players, new competitors. But if we look at what the alternatives actually are that are currently being discussed, they are not necessarily resting in introducing new brands and new items and new things into the market. Instead, it's allowing different forms of payment. In other words, your credit and debit cards. And therefore, uh, maybe in this case, if you think about, it is true that in, in this particular field, maybe Touch & Go is the, the, dominant, uh, the dominant player, but then if you compare it to how many of us have debit cards, maybe that changes quite a bit. It also changes that. Um, it also changes the equation, right? When we're talking about a private entity that's providing services for public services. And where does that line fall? Because Singapore is, a, is an easy example. Uh, if, since they govern how the payment gateway and the systems work, there's a lot more cohesion in this case. I get what Aslan is saying, um, that there are other ways to do this. It doesn't have to be all about, um, you know, de-monopolizing the system. Um, but then what would those goals and targets be? And how do you enforce that on a private operator? It would have to be done through, say, contracts and so on. Um, but but I, I take your point and I agree with you, Lynn, that perhaps fairly soon, this conversation wouldn't even be something we need to talk about, given that um, we are already moving towards cash cards being so ubiquitous. So we're talking today about the Prime Minister saying that the government plans to review Touch and Go's monopoly because of a lack of significant developments displayed after their years in operation. And so we are taking the time to ask you, what have been your experiences with Touch and Go? What improvements do you want to see? Call us, double seven double three two nine hundred to weigh in. You can also send a voice note to 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Breathe freely, Malaysia. <sighs> BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 6.48 and this is Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. Our topic today is touch and go because the PM has said that the government wants to review the touch-and-go's uh, touch monopoly. And so we thought the time is right to talk about improvements, uh, what could be made better, what significant developments we would have liked to have seen. Because, of course, that's the main thing that the PM honed in on, that there has been a lack of significant development. So, yeah, thoughts, impressions, experiences of using touch-and-go, ideas on improvements, ideas on tech that we could be using. You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred to share your thoughts. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. So, um, before we get to, I think we've got a call on the line. Before we get to that, we do have a voice note that came in. This is from Bing. Wow, touch-and-go. Whoa. The interface into RFID has been appalling, actually. Uh, it seems like the toll gates can never scan RFID. Uh, and yet, smart tag is still the more effective way. Uh, that alone, also now, they don't have any more smart tags. So, 
uh, whatever that's left behind now has been forced to RFID, which is not working effectively. Uh, I think what they could do better now is that uh, to allow every card to be linked to the touch and go app for auto renewal, auto reload. You know, every touch and go card has this uh, uh, expiry date. And uh, when it expires, you have to go to the office to collect whatever that's outstanding uh, in the card. The worst part is that uh, the card, before it expires, when you can you can still add in money, you know, you can still top up. Why is that so? You know, you, 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 um, when you know it's going to expire, you should inform, should inform the user that, you know, there's no point of, uh, of, uh, of uh, topping up when you know you have only one or two days left in the card. Therefore, I say it allows them to cancel out the expiry dates, resolve that one problem, allow them to be all connected to the app uh, so that uh, you can do your auto top-ups easily. Right now, they even issued this new touch-and-go card, which is what Visa-based or something like that, whereby it's auto top-up. You know, it's very useful. I find it very useful. However, how about the existing cards? You know, why don't you allow it across the board? After all, every card is linked back to a user. There's an ID attached to it. Bing, thank you for that. Um, a number of a number of separate issues being brought up, but certainly, certainly things that I've heard before on the subject of touch and go, particularly in terms of ease of use. And that's actually a theme in a number of messages. Liana says, let us top up all touch and go cards, including IC via the app. Uh, meanwhile, Lok and Stephen are both making separate points about user experience. Lok simply saying, seems many of our guys have little or no understanding of UX. While Stephen says, yes, do away with the, mono with the monopoly, but the new alternative should come with a card and NFC. No QR, please. Yeah, I mean, the point about user experience is really true, right? Because the lack of seamlessness, for instance, between the e-wallet and the card, um, and then in this case, the fact that you can't always uh, pay for tolls with your e-wallet on every highway. There's multiple layers of information that people need to know to comprehensively use the services that Touch & Go provides. Uh, we also have a caller on the line with us. We've got Frankie. Frankie, good evening. What are your thoughts? Good evening. I feel that if you can go to buy grocery and with a touch of your credit card make payment is within second, why can't touch and go implement this? Why? Because we have to buy the card. We have to buy the card and pay the card every time and after expiry you go to buy the card again. And if your card expire and you have to ask for refund, whatever is remaining in the card, it takes months and months and months. And you after making so many calls, then you get a refund. This is horrible. And they come up with RFID, which is a total failure. I don't understand. This is a problem. They don't care because it's a monopoly. And it's high time the government break them out. That's my opinion. Uh, Frankie, the worst thing. Okay, one more thing, one last thing. The worst thing which we experience is this touch and go tall, always created jam. They are the people that create jam every morning. You pay for the jam. Unbelievable. Frankie, fair enough. Thank you so much for calling. Um, the the paying for jam, we talk about this a lot. Huge, huge pain point. Oh yes, um, especially when you're stuck in said jam, it can be so frustrating. We've got another caller with us. Also, we've got Dr. Catherine. Uh, Dr. Catherine, good evening. What are your thoughts? Hi, good evening. Uh, I've been using Touch and Go for decades. I think since it started, and it, I linked it with a with a bank. And I've got no problem. It's so easy to use. 
even my groceries where they they have the e wallet i don't think there's an uh, there's a problem it's so beautiful and i feel so uh it is it is a relief uh, to have an, an additional touch and go where i can go through all the tolls without any problem i don't have to queue up and i i think uh, people have to be educated or rather link your touch and go to a bank you don't have to go and reload and as it falls to a certain amount, a low amount, it, it reloads by your, by itself. And um, before we let you go, so you use your touch and go. It sounds like not just on the highways, but across across everywhere, right? Platform uh, across for paying for parking, so on and so forth. Yes, exactly. I've got no issue. I I really like it. Dr. Catherine, thank you so much for calling and for sharing. Actually, um, she's not alone in this because there are a few people saying that. They they enjoy using touch and go. Uh, Winston said earlier, "Hey, you know, I've never had problems with touch and go. It's uh, RFID that I've had issues with. And if there are multiple players to accept payment, there are high risks also of data leaks. Uh, so far, touch and go hasn't had this issue. Bank debit cards may have good security payment gateways, but third party receivers do not. Um, you know, I think that." I think it might entirely depend what services you use the most and um, whether those services work for you. So personally, as someone who generally drives out of particular highways and I tend to use different, for me, for example, it's very discombobulating to suddenly hit a toll where my e-wallet doesn't work. Um, and unless you remember in your head which highways accept e-wallet specifically, um, you have to always keep your touch and go topped up. Uh, the top up lane won't work. So it, I think it uh, again. This goes back to the point about user interface. How are your users using the services? Are you meeting all of the needs? Yes, but in the case of Dr. Catherine, right? She scaled back further and just linked it up to a bank account or a bank card, mm, which yes. I know people do. And I think that if you are a a frequent user and you don't mind the the occasional admin of things like expiry dates of having to transfer those amounts, then it makes sense. It sounds very much like. Like if you've gotten accustomed to it, it's okay. Uh, I, I, I've i not had necessarily that smooth an experience. My hesitation is also because I am... I, I, I didn't plan to out myself. I am that breed of person who puts their touch and go on their lap, leaves the car, loses their touch and go. And so because <laughs> of that, the, the linking it up to a bank account has always given me pause. I've not a big fan of auto reloads is what it is. Um, so that's part of the reason why um, that system may not necessarily work for me. It is otherwise a good tip though, I think. It, it is a great tip. In fact, if it's something, if you're a regular user and you have regular patterns of usage, I think it makes so much sense. So uh, we've got time, I think, to go through a... Oh wait, sorry. Another, another positive mention. Mr. G says, well, I do not agree with the monopoly. It is important to note that their readers are still the fastest compared to debit card payments. I've seen numerous times the reason for long queues out of a parking lot being due to debit card failure. The debit card readers also take a longer time for the transaction to go through. Touch and go, however, can be done in two seconds. Improvements on speed and reliability of debit card payment need to be improved too if we want to expand payment options for all channels. I completely agree. Um, I think our guest Rajiv earlier talked about how um, private operators like shopping malls um, sometimes have more incentive to ensure that customers are able to pay however they wish. Um, this is something that really needs to be done on a more um, a wider scale. So I've been saving a series of messages all to do with the subject of surcharge. So Yap says Touch and Go should not allow the imposition of reload charges and the 10% surcharge in car parks. Anil says the same thing. 
stop charging the 50, ring, 50, 50 ringgit, my goodness, stop charging the 50 cent reload fees and surcharge at parking lots. This will not happen if the monopoly is removed. Chris also says, drop the surcharge, drop the 50 cent. You force us to use and then you charge all these fees. Boyi says, hey, yeah, we use their service, gonna charge. We top up, also gonna charge. Uh, top up kat kiosk, tak gonna charge. Tapi susah nak jumpa. Uh, most amazingly, every toll booth you allow uh, for touch and go, but then you can't top up there. You know, it is so telling that I've gotten so used to the fact that there's a surcharge that it struck me only when you were reading these messages that I've almost forgotten that I'm paying a surcharge when I top up. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think about it mostly in, I, I think for me, the parking one is very visible. Because something that's supposed to be three is now three thirty, and so it, yes. it becomes very clear. And then next thing you know, your touch and go has like eight sixty two in there or something, and you have no idea how that happened. But you're right. I think even the reload surcharge, mm-hmm. it, it just feels like, well, how else am I going to do this? Anyway, um, keep those thoughts coming. The messages and calls are continuing to pour in. We're going to keep this top back train running. We're asking you, what have been your experiences with touch and go? What improvements would you like to see? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note or a WhatsApp at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Benchmark for managers. BFM. 89.9. It's 7.08. You're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. And if um, if you'll allow me a short recap of what we've been talking about. So it's all about touch and go. And the reason for that is because the Prime Minister has said the government will be reviewing touch and go's monopoly because of a lack of significant development over their time in operation here. And I think that that lack of significant development can be read in a few different ways, whether it's about technology, about services. So we are asking you what have been your experiences with touch and go it doesn't have to be on the highways you know we've been hearing about things like parking and reloading um, and also what improvements would you like to see that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. that number to send a voice note or to whatsapp is zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. you can of course also reach us by tweeting us at BFM radio so if we look at the messages uh, before we get to the voice notes I'd like to start with this from Ro, who says, One thing this discussion has shown, we sure love to complain. Perhaps it should be renamed Touchy and Grown. <laughs> ah, I appreciate the humour, Ro. I'm not sure whether it will mean people will stop being touchy or groaning. Yes, um, and also, where would we be without the collective human experience of complaining? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's fine. <laughs> Every time I walk in in the morning, I complain about being held up at tolls. So, yes. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, Faisal, though, is saying the surcharge is not collected by Touch and Go. Uh, thank you for that clarification. You're absolutely right. I think um, so. It's often collected by the merchants or it's through an agreement between Touch and Go and the merchants. And it's why, for example, they've managed to phase out a lot of the parking surcharges mm. over time. That was something that they were they were able to do. I think, though, that if we take it back to basics and we talk about the user experience, does does it matter for the user where the surcharge is going as long as the surcharge needs to be paid because the option for how to upload just isn't easily available? Yeah, because is it on the customer really to 
work on a seamless user experience. Um, and also to go back to a point a number of other listeners were making earlier, sure, maybe 20 years ago, it made sense because the technology didn't exist for this to be so easy. So there was a need for a surcharge for extra work on the part of the merchants. Surely we're not still there. That's the thing. I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is. It's been a very long time. Meanwhile, we've also got some voice notes uh, that have come in. Let's start with this one from MKA. I think government need to think about a new integra- integrated system whereby all of our databases is locked and stored and can be utilised from for many various things for example this touching goes rfid our gantryless uh, key for uh, jpj highways and also for buses or even for these uh, for uh, fuel for example so as long as all this is integrated and stored our database in, in one system I'm sure that we can use it for many, many things, not just talking about Monopoly by Touching Go. Thank you. MK, uh, thank you so much for that voice note. I think, I think that's an interesting suggestion. Yeah, so this, uh, you asked me earlier whether I felt... Um, you know, anxiety or some amount of trepidation about using credit card or debit cards to pay for public transport. Something like this does make me pause. Again, I'm not saying that we won't eventually get there, but a consolidation of all data onto one uh, platform or mode or card or whatever it might be, um, to me still feels a little bit like I do need to be convinced about the security involved. So here's the tricky thing, right? When Whenever we talk about aid um, or, or something like that, we end up going back to the need for a centralization because we, we keep wasting resources, we keep doubling up in terms of things like applications or programs or what have you. And really what people need most of the time is a centralized system. I think the issue in our setting, um, which is to say modern day technology, is that what we need the most is also the most vulnerable. So from a user perspective, I, I struggle with this a little bit because it's hard to argue against centralization. Of course, it would be super easy and incredibly convenient if we could just have all of these things um a sort of central repository of information from which you can then meet out programs and um, as you point out targeted assistance things like that but then we run into we we do run into the issue both of monopolies as well as of security Especially when we've been hearing such regular news of data breaches and data being leaked and people's ICs being put on the internet. Um, Yeah, I I think that this is something that definitely can be aimed for. um, But a lot of uh, reassurances need to be made as well. Meanwhile, we've got another voice note that's come in. Uh, This is from Kenneth. Hi, Shamalin. Good evening. Well, Talking about Singapore, uh, I really want to bring this out, which uh, is how the car park in Singapore, uh, be it the, the HDB flat, uh, the uh, the shopping malls, uh, yeah, everywhere else, uh, they collect uh, car park uh, payment uh, through uh, the in-vehicle units, uh, which is used uh, for 
the ERP grantees uh, as well. Uh, so I would like to suggest uh, to touch and go that uh, instead of touching our cards uh, on uh, on in that we uh, upon uh, we enter to the shopping mall, uh, maybe we should uh, utilize the smart tag to, uh, for easy flow uh, to park our car in the shopping mall here. Yeah, thank you. Kenneth, thank you for that. So a new player has entered the chat because we've been talking about the card, the physical card. Uh, there's been a fair amount of messages which we haven't gotten to, which I promise we will try to get to about RFID. And now we're back at the smart tag. You know, I'm not tied to it needing to be one or the other. All I want is a seamless experience. I think any of these are worth, any of these suggestions are worth studying. In the end, it actually works out to what is what is the one that is going to have the most uptake while also being encouraging for merchants and, and premises and all to take on? I don't know actually whether the more we talk about this, when we talk about what we want the government to do, whether these are the gaps that the government needs to step into and uh, sort of firmly say, this is the direction we're heading in. Here are the KPIs you need to meet. You know what I want, really? Um, you use the word seamless. I would actually just like an experience um, with with toll paying or with tapping my card or whatever it may be that has no anxiety or question marks around it. I think that that's all I want, actually. Um, I, I know that everybody so far wants to move away broadly from the, the having to actually tap and go. And I, I can appreciate that. But for me, I, I've spoken about this before and you mentioned it earlier as well. Will it take it from my e-wallet or will it take it from the card? Do I have enough in the card? Do they have a reload station at the next toll? They probably do not. Am I going to have to stop at the petrol station in order to refill? Is that before or after the toll? In other words, how in trouble am I <laughs> in this situation? And so, yeah, I, I would like, uh, seamless is one thing, but just no question marks. I know where everything is. I know where everything is coming from. Straightforward. Singapore, by the way, is um, coming through loud and clear in the messages. Anthony says, the Singapore gantry type system is a proven one where cars don't need to slow down, they can drive through it smooth, smoothly. Why can't we just import that from Singapore? Also, certain things like touch and go should not be privatised and monopolised. Sectors like this should be run by the government itself. Sri Ram says, the monopoly isn't the problem. The problem is that touch and go is for profit. Oyster in London or Easy Link in Singapore are publicly regulated by the government. Uh, and as we're using payway for public transport, it's good to have the alternative, but you will notice it's always slower than the tap-in, tap-out metro cards. For tolls, I want to see a full conversation, full Full conversion to multi-lane free flow gantries with no toll booths. Um, I think both Anthony and Shiram's points about the um, the the benefits of having this be publicly government uh, government operated rather than privatized. Uh, the Oyster and EasyLink examples are really in favor of that, right? Um, Again, I'm not sure whether that's the direction we should be moving in. Just a small point though, Shiram, I'm not sure which cash card payments you've done at Metro's. I found them largely to be exactly the same as everyone else, but I'm not sure whether that differs from city to city. Singapore, uh, let's just close the, the book on our neighbour because Nisha just says, just do what Singapore is doing. Nothing wrong with copying, <laughs> which I, I don't I know. couldn't agree more. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I at least in this regard. Correct. Thank you for the thank you for the, the addendum because I don't know if broadly I'm on board with that as an ethical statement. Uh, meanwhile, Jay says we should emulate our neighbor Singapore and its system, but Touch and Go is better than RFID. Uh, the only issue is that the e-wallet top-up needs to be applicable to Plus, for example. Uh, Smart Tag has served well and should be part of the buffet. All providers should be given equal opportunity, and where toll gates are limited lanes, then a system should accept all such cards. See, a, a, a multiplicity of choices isn't a bad thing if all of those choices work well. The mm. problem now is that every time a new choice is introduced, it's introduced as a solution, but it never is. Simon says... Singapore has GovTech, who monopolise solutions and provide help for daily lives. That kind of monopolisation seems to be all right and fairly accepted as a golden standard. But here in Malaysia, in just plain terms, you know, who do we trust to safeguard our data? Are there any? When we flip the conversation about our banking needs, we sure do trust our respective financial institutions. But for a payment provider, we sure hold our standards extremely high. Hmm, that's an interesting point. Um, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that I am questioning, at least personally, Touch and Go's ability to manage our data. What I'm saying is if we're going to open up that conversation and we add more layers to what ha happens with our financial data, um, we do need to know that every one of those providers are able to provide the same level of security. The other thing I, I would um, say is that Look, I know that there's a correct answer here, which is that as consumers, we should always be fighting for our rights, championing the best possible options, you know, fighting against monopolies because generally they will not serve us. But the other side of that is that I think for the most part, people are happy with the service that works for them. And so in other words, if the monopoly was serving people well, that I don't think we would be having this exact conversation. I don't think that there would be this many issues that come up. Um, instead, you would have, uh, if if in some you know weird upside-down world, monopolization also resulted in innovation and so on and so forth, then I'm not sure that this conversation would have this tone. Well, just to go back to what the PM said, I mean, he said that they're reviewing the touch-and-go monopoly because they haven't displayed significant development despite uh, being in operation nearly two decades. And I think that's key, right? Because as you said, if it is working well for everybody, what's the need to complain? So we are talking today about touch and go because the PM has said the government's looking to review the monopoly because of a lack of significant development in the time that they've been in operation, which is almost 20 years. Uh, and we are asking you, what have your experiences been with touch and go? What improvements would you like to see? You can call 7733 You can send a voice note to 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Because friends matter. BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. It's 7.21 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sharmila. And we're closing off our conversation today on Touch and Go, which uh, is back in the news because the PM said the government is looking to review their monopoly. So we're taking the opportunity to ask what your experiences have been like, what improvements you'd like to see here. Just to mention again that we did reach out to them and hopefully we'll be getting them on air sometime soon in order to put some of these questions directly. Uh, we just couldn't make the timing work today. So, um, if we look at the voice notes, we've got a couple left to go. Uh, let's listen to this one from Vijay. Uh, hi. Uh, my comment on Touch and Go is 
why you need a barrier uh, just remove the barrier and and also uh, every time we stuck in the jam is horrendous uh, we pay money but we stuck in the jam uh, remove the bar remove the barrier uh, it doesn't make sense you see it must be auto auto detect have a system like a auto detect that's it uh, if you are unable to pay they can check through the car plate and then they can charge you later on you see it's such a convenient way other countries can do it why not here so vijay thank you for that um we're moving towards that we're supposed to be moving towards that yes um, by 2025 ideally tw- yes although i mean that's two years <laughs> from now <laughs> i'm not sure it's one thing to have said it last year i haven't seen significant a significant push towards that in that time though i know it was also announced by the previous works minister and not the current one who however is dpm now this is what i'm saying so so there is that um i think we do have to get to the rfid folks because we we've had a mixed bag of um your reactions feelings towards rfid specifically uh 1234 says i was very excited with rfid tolls when it When it first started, uh, no need to use smart tag, no need to wind down window for touch and go. But soon I realised the failure rate of RFID detection was so high that it caused long queues compared to touch and go in smart tag lanes. Meanwhile, Nick says, uh, Nick has a contrasting experience. I've been using RFID for a year plus. It is actually reliable. Maybe two to three times a month, the detection problem occurs on me or the car in front. But I hope the usage stays low as of now so I can pass through the toll like a VIP for longer. Ha ha. <laughs> um, and then Steve says, I'm an RFID pilot user since the beginning. It's better than using the car to tap, but the detection success rate and speed is different with different highway tolls. Also, why is there only one RFID lane for most tolls? Um, also, Apple Pay integration for Touch and Go would be a dream. Then we won't even need the card anymore. We can use our phones to pay for parking and LRT. Um, well, firstly, yes, anything that makes uh, seamless is going to be my word for today. Um, but you and I, Lynn, have been have previously talked about how neither of us have adopted RFID yet. Mm. Um, are you still on the same train? I have uh, given it thought. Every time I, I sailed past um, a, a booth installing it, which is horrible. Um, but yeah, every time I pass the the you know the the setup where they're selling the RFID, and I just zip on by, I'm like, I should do that, and then I keep forgetting to do it. So for me, the hesitation actually comes down to exactly this mix of messages that we've read out. Right. That I've had some people go, oh, it's the best. You feel so amazing when you like sail past. And then all the others who keep talking about how many times they've had to reverse and forward and reverse and forward at the door. I mean, it's probably only a matter of time. We've talked about this as well, that it's an inevitability. So, uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, in, in a couple of months, we'll revisit this conversation, <laughs> see how we go. Some... It's it's been a mix of good and bad, right? So Hisam says, Touch and Go is a good company, um, and supporting e-wallet and digitalization for tolls, transportation, parking, other digital payments. But in terms of the development, when it comes to tolls, it's quite slow. Uh, development and cooperation with Plus Highways are lacking to reduce carbon emissions and traffic management caused by toll booth. Payment does need to improve. We need to be like our neighboring country, like Singapore. Junior says, there's always two sides of the coin. Overall, I'm okay with Touch and Go. I linked it via the app. Quite breezy. I'm not against another provider as it gives alternatives and check and balance, though Touch and Go can beef up on their daily rewards and rewards in general, which is um, a few other people have mentioned that. Yeah, so um, I 
I'm inclined to think that, again, um, this would depend on what you use your touch and go for um, and whether, for instance, you are more partial to the, I want my e-wallet to be applicable across the board. If you're just reloading your touch and go card and using it for very similar activities day in and day out, it's possible that you're actually perfectly happy with how it's working. Ted says, I have no issue with RFID. Well, good for you. I will add that to my pro column. Okay. Um, story time, I think. Charles says, I was supposed to attend an afternoon function in a bank's HQ building last Thursday. When I was entering the parking entrance, I used the touch and go card for entry, but then I couldn't access entry after many tries. And a security guard came and told me my touch and go needs a, a minimum balance of 20 ringgit to be accepted, otherwise not valid. I was using this touch and go in the morning, paying toll on the Suke Highway. I paid 15 ringgit for parking at a building for a morning meeting. I could not see the balance amount in my card. I left the bank's HQ. I skipped the function as I was already late and there was no point to find the outlet to top up my card. I have the app in my phone, but it's useless for parking. This, Charles, has been my experience so many times because on the one hand, I look at the e-wallet and I realize that I have more than enough to pay for the parking in yes. whichever building I'm in. And yet, it isn't usable because you're only allowed to use the touch and go card. Um, and again, this is where I go back to, I'm glad that we're moving towards being able to use credit or debit cards for these purposes. Munif, another story time. Uh, it was Hari Raya many, many years ago. Me and the whole family were gathered at my grandma's house. Katupat and drinks were flowing. As I was about to take out the trash, I saw a touch-and-go card in there, much to my surprise. I asked the house, who does this belong to? My uncle said it was his. I asked him, why was it in the rubbish? He said, got no more bucky. The poor soul. Needless to say, he knows about topping up now. He rarely drives. <laughs> Bless his soul. <laughs> Oh man, back in the day of touch and go when people didn't even know top up was a thing. I, uh, which brings us back to Roe actually and the complaining because this is on a whole other level. This is no complaints, just throw away. I'm done. <laughs> And, you know, it also reminds me of how, um, again, that 20 years is significant because when Touch & Go first entered the market, there was a certain amount of, wow, now mm. I can pay with just this card. And then now here we are. Mm. It's been 90 minutes of people saying, I don't want to pay with this card anymore. Touchy and groaning. Correct. Um, which brings us all the way back to Ro because Ro says, I have a title for the show, Touch & Go, Taking Its Toll. Ro, we are stealing that. Thank you for sending it. And thank you, everybody, for sharing your experiences. We have been talking today about Touch and & Go and the variety of experiences that people have had, both good and bad, everything in between as well. Keep those thoughts coming. We are headed to the news, after which we've got some BBC programming lined up for you. You're listening to Inside Story, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.